morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, hmm. So today I... First of all, I hope you're well. I hope everything is going well with you and yours. I hope you're good. Um, I think I'm, I'm moving into a phase of coming to terms with certain things about life about my work with God and I think I'm finding peace in it and those things that I'm I am beginning to now understand and know is first of all number one um, that there will be troubles in this life that there will be challenges and that those challenges will come regardless of they will come and even when they are the kind of challenges that blindside me, I mean, I'm like, I was completely unprepared for them. One thing I can be sure of is that, one, His grace will be is sufficient for me. The Lord is an ever-present help in time of trouble. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. One thing I can also be sure of is that He is still God. And that he is able, even in that very uncomfortable situation, he is able to make all grace abound towards me. So that I always having all sufficiency on all things, in all things, may abound to every good work. He's still able to do that. And the whatever it is that I'm going through on earth has virtually no bearing my relationship with God. I used to think, I was one of those people that used to think that when bad things happen or when you get, you know, but let's say when bad things happen, it's an indication that maybe you were not praying enough, you know, or, you know, God was trying to tell you something you didn't hear. You know, I was that kind of person. I always believed that there must be something that you've missed somewhere. Now I realize that actually it is possible, yes, it is possible that there may be something that you missed. It is also possible that you did not miss anything. I remember when, um, I think it was Elijah, you know, the prophet, the Tishbites, when, you know, the widow of Zarephath that had helped him when he was traveling through. Forgive me, I don't know all this Bible, Old Testament stories pretty well, but I I, I know the bit, the high-level stuff, not the nitty-bitty gritty details like my mom knows my mom is a bible scholar and you know so she knows all the little details historical details i don't know i just know high level particularly old testament um, stuff so elijah had passed through a certain area and he had met a widow who he had um stayed with at some time and she had helped him and he also did a miracle for her while she was there she had just one cruise of oil left which she gave to him and then you know god then blessed her through the prophet and he made sure that that cruise of oil never finished and all her needs were met and i think when he was passing back again eventually he heard that the widows had lost her son there was one thing that elijah said he said the lord he hid it from me and you know I, there are some offhand statements that you just that just stay with you when you read them in the Bible. You don't really understand why, but they stay with you. This one is one of them. Because he said, the Lord hid it from me. 
And you will wonder why he will say it that way. Why did why why did he say the Lord didn't reveal it? Or why did he say, Oh, ah, you know, did I miss something? He said, No, the Lord hid it from me. Yes, now, because God reveals what he wants. And the things that he will not reveal, he will not reveal it. So no matter how plugged in you and I are to the Lord, there are things that he will not reveal. There are also things that he will reveal. Sometimes even things that are much, much bigger than you could ever imagine. He could reveal things to you about nations. He could reveal things to you about your families or even you know, communities, things he wants to do for the kingdom. He can even reveal things, you know, concerning the lives of others. I mean, someone like me, I've, I've experienced that a lot. But sometimes on issues concerning me, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for revelation. It's not coming. Because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he reveals things as he wills. So, I think... The place I'm getting to is, I must, and I think I got there towards the end of last year, beginning of this year, but I'm just reminding myself of it. My relationship with God and my experiences, there has to be a real divorce between them. I must never, I think I had intertwined it. I think a lot of us have done that where we intertwine our relationship based on what we're experiencing. So my relationship with God is good when things are going well in my life. But when things are not going well, my relationship with God is, there's something wrong. It's either he's failing me or, you know, there's, some, there's something wrong. It is actually possible for things to be not going well in your life, physically, my life. And for my relationship with God to be at its best, to even be 100% wonderful. How do I know that? I know that because Paul said the same thing. Paul said that God had given him abundance of revelation. So there was nothing wrong with him spiritually. But that there was a messenger of Satan that had been sent to him to buffet him. And that three times he went to God and said, please take this thing away from me. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, I am not trying to explain that scripture because I really don't understand what's going on. And you know, um, the Bible, sometimes it gives all the details, sometimes it leaves some important details out. So, you know, there's a lot that we don't know about what happened in that story. But for in terms of what was revealed, what we know was that, at the peak, I mean, while Paul was still receiving abundance of revelations far more than everybody, in fact, he said the messenger of Satan was sent to him so that his heart would not be lifted up because of the abundance of revelations. So, there was nothing wrong with his relationship with God. He was, we all know that, the, you know, the Holy Spirit cannot function in a place where there's, um, where, you know, holiness does not exist. So, the fact that he was still receiving all those revelations, clear indication that his connection with God was you know rock solid there was no issue there and even if we say okay perchance maybe it's you know by god's grace he still gave it was still giving him revelations regardless but we see that he was entering into the presence of god and asking god you know for 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 help over the the thorn in the flesh that was um you know causing him discomfort and he even started that whole thing and saying i know a man in the flesh who was caught up into the third heaven so that whole experience was a heavenly experience that he had with God, beholding God face to face. So there was nothing wrong with his spiritual life, yet he still had a thorn in the flesh that was buffeting him. Now, I am not going to draw a principle on this and say that that means that whatever it is 
you and I are going through, we must say that it came from God. God is allowing it. Therefore, we don't, you know, no, I'm not saying that because we don't even have enough details about what it is. It's a thorn in the flesh. We don't know whether it's the persecutions he was going through, you know, the beatings, all of the persecution, people running after him, arrest and all that. We don't know what it was. So we cannot now draw a doctrine for everybody based on that. What I we can take from it is that our natural experiences is not an indication of our spiritual relationship with God. Sometimes it is a connect there is a connection, but it is not every time. It is not every time. That direct connection we always draw is not necessarily the way it actually is. In some cases, yes, but in some cases also it is not. So it is only God that will reveal to us the things that are the situations in our life that are being perpetuated by how would I say things that we should be doing or things that we're not doing? Of course, if it is sin, uh-huh, then we know that we're in sin. If, but when you're not in sin, you know, you're not sinning, you're following God as best as you have, have, then it is only God that will reveal to you at all, you know, what is really going on and how you need to live, you know, how I need to conduct myself in such a situation. Which then brings me to the reason why today's music is I have come to the conclusion that the just shall live by his own faith. At the end of the day, that is it. It is our faith that will determine how I will work with God, whether I will have a conditional relationship with God whereby I love you for as long as you do the things that are pleasing in my own sight, or whether I will say it will be an unconditional commitment to God whereby I love you because of who you are and regardless of whatever it is that I benefit in quotes on earth from you, I am covenanted to you for life and all of eternity. But it is my faith and my consecration to that that will determine how I will live as the justified of God. It has to be a faith thing. So just to correct some of what I said in the earlier version. So it was actually Elisha, not Elijah. And um, um, that story, it was about, um, I was actually mixing up two stories. So the oil, the story of the oil was um, a widow, a wife of one of the sons of the prophets. And um, the the experience of the child that Elisha was saying, you know, God hid it from him that he didn't know the child had passed, was the child of the Shunammite woman who Elijah had lodged in her house before. Um, and and she was a, she actually had a husband so I mean that explains because at the time I was thinking well Elijah is not like or Elisha is not likely to lodge in the house of a widow who doesn't have you know who didn't who was I mean who didn't have any a male in the house so yeah so this the woman that he lodged in the house he, there there was a a she was married the husband was old and um, you know she asked Elisha to pray for her and she had a son and then eventually some years later on the son fell ill and you know in fact just. You know died and everything eventually he was raised by the power of god but the important thing was the statement that elisha made when he said that you know the lord has hid it from me you know and and he didn't know you know that um, you know something had happened to her yeah so to him rather so um so where i'm so the just shall live by his faith and this is habakkuk um, chapter 2 verse 4 where it says behold his soul which is lifted up is not unright, upright in him but the just shall live by his faith 
and I and I think what this scripture is trying to say is that this our faith work is a very personal thing. And you know, I find this also as well. You know, when you know, particularly when you know I'm going through challenging times. You can't fake that faith, you know. You can actually fake the faith when when things are going okay. That's why you can, you know, say all the platitudes and you know all the cliches, you know, uh, his basis. So you can say all of those things. But when the chips are down, and you know the trouble is upon you, it's upon me, you know, and you are in it, in the fire, in the storm. That is when we will know whose reports that I have believed, that you have believed, that we have believed. So it is a personal thing. We shall live by his own faith. And I think all of us, I, well, if I speak for myself like I always like to do, I think it is important for me to go through this process where I settle it for myself and say, you know what, this is, I am into this, I am in this, and I'm in it for the long haul. It doesn't matter. I'm not, you know, this is no longer, just to separate my physical life. Because I think that's, measure of using you know physical things and my physical well-being you know and i mean things around my life using it as a temperature gauge for the potency or the the strength of my relationship with god is a very very faulty premise because there, there will always be things it's just faulty i found it to be very very faulty because now this is the thing yes because things can actually be going well in your life physically meanwhile spiritually there's a major problem and i think i was actually coming from that because what happened was the challenging period that i went through last year helped to shine a light on the spiritual vacuum that i had allowed to fester in my life but when everything was going on well i didn't realize that that vacuum was there so perhaps I would have been one of those people who would come before God at the end of the day and God would say, Shola, you, you saw I was hungry, you did not feed me. I was this one, you did not do it. And I'd be like, ah, ah Jesus, ah, in broad daylight, how can you be saying this kind of thing? When was it that I saw you hungry? Then you now say, as you did not do it to all those people that are around you in Lagos, Nigeria, so you did not do it unto me. I, I would have been one of those people. Because I was completely caught up with my own life. And I was using the word of God as a talisman to get the things that I needed to make my life comfortable. And that is not what scripture says. That is not what Jesus says. In fact, if we look at it, the reason why he kept, why he said certain people, you know, in that parable, he talks about some people saying, you know, you, you, you go to my, you know, that you're not accepted into the kingdom because you did not do this. It was really about they were living selfish lives. He said, I never knew you. You are workers of iniquity. So, their lifestyle was completely contrary to everything that God stood for. Although I believe that that parable also, when it says people are workers of iniquity, I think it's not just about the works. There was a lot going on with those people. You know, Jesus will not call you a worker of iniquity if you have not been given to the works of evil, wickedness and unrighteousness, idolatry, you know what I'm saying, adulterous behavior on a spiritual level, you know, having one's hands tainted by worship of false idols false gods you know and just doing some very very spiritually satanic things you know so i i believe that there's an element of that of idol worship in in, in when he says workers of iniquity he uses those kind that kind of language is very strong and he, you know he, he will use it for a purpose but the, the point is hmm, 
It is the, the just shall live by faith. By faith in God. By faith in God. So, and it's a personal thing. So he said it's by his own faith. So not by the faith of the people around me. Not by the faith of my parents. Or by the faith of my spouse. Or by the faith of my children. Or by the faith of the leaders around me. By the faith of my siblings. For those of you that have prayer warrior siblings. Those people that make you very lazy by the way spiritually. Uh, it says the just will live by his own faith. And the just means the person that is justified. So I, it is my faith that will justify me before God. That's what God is saying here. And he's talking about a lifestyle of faith. And I think that's what God is looking for. He's not looking for, you know, flash flash demonstrations of faith. He's looking for a lifestyle. And um, Paul talks about that, I mean, in several scriptures, which I'll just run through and I'll bring this to a close. He says in Romans 1.17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And in Galatians 2.20, it says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I like this one. I always confess it every time, every now and then. It says, the life that I live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It says, I, I am crucified with Christ. It says, nevertheless, I, 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 I'm still alive. But actually, it's not me that is living, but Christ living in me. And you know, Paul, for all these things, even when I confess it, I almost feel like a fraud because you know, Paul was saying it. He wasn't, he wasn't making a declaration of faith. This was really what was going on. His life, it was Christ living in him. He was going where Christ wanted him to go. He was doing what Christ said wanted him to do. He was saying what Christ wanted him to say. From the day he gave his life to Christ, after having that Damascus, road to Damascus experience, whereby he was then blind for some days, and then Peter came and prayed for him, and the scales fell, fell from his eyes. From that day till the day he left, they said he was, you know, he, he died and he was martyred for, for, for God, for Christ. It was Christ living 100% through him. So when he says that it is not me living, but I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is such a personal revelation. This is a man that really, you know, he's, yeah. He says, he, he says I, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. He didn't say loved us. He said loved me. He had a personal revelation of how much God loved him. In Galatians 3.11, it says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. So faith is a personal thing. And I think it's so easy to forget this because almost everybody around us, particularly in our environment here in, in, in Nigeria, where everybody's religious, everybody believes in, you know, but the Bible says that, we shall be justified by the faith that we have that is personal to us, that is seen by God, and that is accepted by Him. So I pray that the Lord will help me on my journey of faith, that I can become like Paul, who was able to say as a declaration, as a confession, and even as a factual statement that the life that he lives in this flesh he lives by the faith of the son of god 
who loved him and gave himself for him for him i pray that the lord will help us on our journey of faith i pray that he'll help me to on my journey of faith and that most importantly i will believe in him and trust him regardless and my my consecration to him will be unconditional regardless of whatever it is challenges i may face on earth i will be sold out to him and follow him all the days of my life not because of what i can get from him but because of who he is to me and what he has already given me that no man can take away from me the blood of jesus the presence and the power of the holy spirit and access to his throne in heaven i bless his name thank you father thank you holy spirit in jesus name